The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. I am your host for the day, usual co-host Joe Farrow on Twitter. That is at the Joe Farrow. Joined today only by Anthony Dittmar on Twitter. That is at Anthony Dittmar underscore. Anthony, how are we doing? Good, good. We're going two weeks in a row without Cody, so we're kind of living life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so doing well. It's a uh, it's a bleak day in uh, New Jersey right now, but. We got a lot of Nets news today. It kind of works out. We keep getting like news dumps on Mondays. It's a, very consistent, it's a very consistent Monday news dump in in uh in the realm of the Nets right now. So we'll get right into it. Earlier today, the Athletic and Shams Charania released a report that actually said a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff in there. So main bullet points: the Nets intend to keep Kyrie Irving. They're telling opposing teams that they have no intentions of dealing him at this point and they want him to stay. They don't want to dump him off just for like future picks. Like that's basically just telling the Lakers, no, we don't want your seventh grader in 2029. So Anthony, what do you think about that? So basically like when I first saw this, I was like, damn, imagine two months ago in June on this like reports about the extension was first going down that of the two, Kyrie Irving is the one that's 100% saying I would have been like, damn, that's probably like the least likely scenario. But <laughs> yeah. I think that's where we come to. And I think like you said, the Nets, I think if it came down to like a, both sides had no better options. So let's just stick it together for one more year. And if like whatever happens, happens. I don't think there's any further commitment beyond this year. Obviously, there's no extension. I think the Nets didn't want the Lakers package. And not a lot of other teams were giving up a lot. Was it worth the Nets to get rid of him? And I think the Nets think even if they have to trade Kevin Durant, that this either get, is another move to make Kevin happy, quote unquote, because like, oh, is his is like friends gonna be back? And also, it's just like if the Nets think if they get a return for Kevin Durant, that this return along with Kyrie and Ben Simmons is enough to be at least a contender in the Eastern Conference. I think that's the, they're, how they're seeing it. They're not just looking to rebuild and just get rid of all, get like get rid of everyone. I think that's how the Nets see it. Don't you agree? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, I think in the Nets frame of mind is okay at this rate we don't want to dump Kyrie Irving off for a 2029 pick because we don't have our own picks and we're not going to have our own pick until like 2029 so what's that going to help us right now so keeping Kyrie Irving right now and maybe trying to make him happy this year try to basically the Nets are trying to run it back we've all been saying that's the best option for all sides and if they and if they're if they do that successfully and they keep all the guys happy and maybe they keep the core that we have right now together, which may be kind of jumping forward a little too much. But I think overall that's the game plan. But they at least want this year, and I'm glad to see it because there is no better option right now than trying to run this team back. And I guess uh, another big part in running the quote-unquote team back would be Ben Simmons. He is cleared for three-on-three activities, which was reported today in that same article. And he is uh, 
and they are expecting him to be full health, full go by the time training camp starts in late September. So that's all. That's a very positive sign. What are your thoughts, Ant? I don't think it's coincidence that both of these came out kind of like the same champs news dump. I think the Nets wanted both these to come out at the same time to kind of show like we have the other pieces here, Katie. I know you may want out, but like we have, we're running a quarterback, and we're gonna have a couple extra guys back from last year that we didn't have: Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, bringing in Royce O'Neal, maybe bringing another center down the road. Like they, that's the, the, the Nets are showing like there's progress here with the Kyrie front in terms of like wanting to be here next season, and they're showing progress that Ben Simmons is gonna be a, a player for them next season, hopefully. So like I think it, it's, it's not a coincidence both of these came out in the same article relating to the Nets. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when this article came out, I'm like, you're looking at it. And I mean, we'll get to the headline right now, which was another team has emerged as a candidate for Kevin Durant that ended up being the Memphis Grizzlies. But even though they said that's another team that's emerged, it's basically it was basically nothing because they're not an emerging team due to the fact that they're it says they are unwilling to include Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr. in any deal. So they're really not an emerging team because Brooklyn won't go for that. There's a common theme amongst all the teams that are interested. Miami Heat won't include Bam Adebayo. The Celtics won't include include Robert Williams. The Grizzlies won't include Jaron Jackson or Desmond Bain. The Pelicans say Brandon Ingram's off the table. The 76ers, I don't know if anything came out about Maxi, but probably at this rate, they'll say, oh no, Maxi's not available. And then I'm sure I left uh, Toronto with Scotty Burns. Toronto, Scotty Burns. yes, and Toronto won't leave, won't include Scotty Barnes. So it's gonna it's gonna come down to which one of them gets offered first, or Kevin Durant is staying a Brooklyn Net next next season. And what I was originally alluding to is all of these signs are pointing to the Nets are not going to get the offer they want, and they are banking on Kevin Durant not having the balls to sit out. That's basically what I believe the Nets are banking on at this point. And truthfully, I think it's a smart bet because I don't think Kevin Durant is going to sit out. I don't think that's the type of mentality he has going into a season. Um, He already has had basketball taken away from him for a year and a half. Very recently, including his first year in Brooklyn. So I feel like he doesn't want to miss any more time when he can control himself playing. And I, I truthfully, I think that's the best case scenario overall. Wouldn't you think? I have to agree. I think we're getting towards the end of this thing. Like, I don't think the saga is over, but like in terms of like, is the Kevin Rankin to play game one of the nets? I really do think my prediction is if nothing's done by Labor Day, camp opens up in like a week or two after that, teams are not going to make a move at that point. Unless trade deadline and something catastrophic happens again, which I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's like another checkpoint. I think that they're going to try to win because, like, like you said, there's no really good offer on the table. I think the only one really, like, it's like we've heard is available is Jalen Brown, and it's like the Celtics don't really want to give much besides like Derek White, which is like a spare part or anything. And so there's the also there's also reports that the Celtics have been openly communicative with Jalen Brown, saying he's not going to get traded. And yeah, I don't, we don't even know how they yeah. talk. Like, they might have been July. Yeah, in that article, they also said the talks have the same athletic article. They said no talks with any team have ever really had like legitimate like substance to them. Like there, no no team has ever been close to a deal with the Nets once. 
So yes. that, that I think tells you all you need to know. If he's been on the trade block since June 30th, and it's not like the Nets put him on the block. He put himself on the block. But obviously the Nets were going to field these calls if a star wanted out and they wanted to see what they can get in what should have been the biggest return in a trade in NBA history. It's, it's been almost two months. We are at August 22nd. We're almost two months past this Kevin Durant trade request in a week, in a week and a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're a week away from this trade request being two months out and nothing of substance has formed. Not even close to a deal. So, I mean, Cody texted this to us, even though he couldn't join us today. He said, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will both be on the Nets, and the Nets are going to run it back, and I would have to agree. Yeah. Um, from week to week, I feel like our sentiment on this has changed, like, all over the place. That's based on, like, rumors that are coming out. But, like, with that Kyrie Irving report today, that does at least show me the Nets are trying to contend at least with whatever they can get. So it's like we we were we were saying before this like if Durant wants out, Kyrie's gone. Like it's not like it's a one not it's not a one and one. But I think now we kind of got the indication that like from that league that that's the case. Yeah. So if, like the Nets get a Jalen Brown package for Durant at this point, then like the Nets still gonna like keep Ben Simmons in last. Week. So I do agree with your sentiment. And back to like the Memphis deal, if there's no Desmond Bain or no Jaron Jackson, the Nets are not doing a, a picks and Dylan Brooks type of deal. For that, like, it's not happening. Like, I'm sorry, it's not. So yeah, I just wanted I think, to, like, I think, Sha- I think Sham's main selling point was, oh, yeah, but they have five tradable first-round picks that they can give. If they wanted picks, they could have just sent them to the Pelicans with Zion and Brandon Ingram. The Pelicans have eight picks. Yeah, they, they could- have the Laker picks, they have the Buck picks, and their own picks. Yeah, like, they have an absurd amount of picks over in New Orleans. So... If they wanted picks, they could have gotten Brandon Ingram in picks. So, but that, and I, I know they're saying Brandon Ingram's off the table, well, yada, 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 but nobody's off the table for Kevin Durant. You're just hesitant to do it because you see how the market has shaped out. Exactly. And that's, well, I mean, for yeah. the teams that want to contend, if teams supposedly want to contend and they don't want to go and get Kevin Durant, that's kind of baffling to me, even especially when there's like a clear cut opportunity to do so. I guess some people don't want to gut their team and whatever, but Kevin Durant is undisputedly a top five player on the planet. A lot of people would argue. Undoubtedly. undoubtedly That's why I said undoubtedly top five. People have their own ranking and they want to put extracurriculars into their own rankings with exactly why we're in this situation right now with trade requests. And as Damian Lillard would say, running from the grind, but at this point, it's a. It's. I think it seems to be all signs are pointing to the Nets running it back for one more year and seeing what they can do to keep these guys happy, and hopefully we see a full healthy season of Kevin Durant, full healthy season of Ben Simmons, full healthy season of Kyrie Irving, and then you add Joe Harris to that. You see a jump from Nick Claxton. You add guys like T.J. Warren, Royce O'Neal. You bring back Patty Mills. Hopefully, he he stays consistent for the whole season. You have Seth Curry for a full season. A lot of guys, and it's it's undoubtedly a contending team. And I hopefully any team that would have traded for Kevin would have to gut their team, and it just wouldn't be a better situation than he has in Brooklyn. 
I saw a trade that the Hawks offered like Collins and uh, DeAndre Hunter for Kevin Durant. I was like, oh. okay, yes, that's another thing. So in the in that article, they referenced the Atlanta Hawks made an offer centered. It was picks along with John Collins and uh, DeAndre Hunter. Um, but then the interesting part was the Milwaukee Bucks reached out and the Denver Nuggets reached out. Um, they did mention that this was just kind of to like uh, see what the market was. But like for the Milwaukee Bucks to reach out about Kevin Durant is pretty uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like obviously Giannis on the table. Is even Middleton or Drew on the table? Like I don't know what like, they, I, don't, I don't know what they, yeah. they would give us. But a team with Katie and Giannis would be absolutely disgusting. Or even a team with Joker and Katie, like that's gross. Like if the Nuggets offered you Porter and Jamal Murray, can you take that? Yes, I think I would. Yeah, I don't care what the health concerns. You risk it. That's like two potential upside star values. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Nets can take that money back because I think they're both on semi max deals. I know Porter signed a really big deal, and then Murray, but something along now those that, lines. That you know that is a trade where Joe Harris is used as a salary dump. Yeah, I can see that. Like I, I, that, I don't know like if it's that's cool, the it's one. Cool the rookie max or Jamal. I think they both might be, actually. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if they can, we can take both, even, even if we didn't have Ben Simmons, or even get one of them if we have Ben Simmons. So that's probably why we're the talk. So I just died. It's like, yeah, Jeff Green and Bruce Brown, maybe? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I think those guys would potentially be able to help this Nets team. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they should never let them go in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I thought also Phoenix was looking around for, like, a multi-team deal because obviously yeah, the one for one offered, wasn't work. they said their biggest offer was Mikhail Bridges with picks like and that was it so that they're like exploring now to like add other teams to this to like make the Nets package better where they like reroute their stuff to the third team and the Nets can try to get assets from a team they like better I don't know like how viable this is because like Aiden's not on the table anymore for anybody until like the trade deadline so if it's yeah, just so Bridges and Dix is going out I believe until what? I believe it's a full year I think it's the deadline. I really want to say it's the deadline. I think I saw that, to be honest. But I might be thinking about Kevin Booker as a full year. Um, I know that for sure. But um, so I guess the biggest news to come out today is we had Nets participating in baseball activities over the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm joking. But um, Cam Thomas threw out the first pitch at the Brooklyn Cyclones game the other night. And then Kevin Durant posted that he was in a charity softball game in Portland for Mike James's charity, actually. And he what said, a random romance! No, <laughs> he, he went. He went. He, according to him, he went four for four with two RBIs. But we'll the Yankees see. sign him. Yankees need him. That's a good Yankees thing about not having Cody on here the last two weeks. He hasn't been able to get on us about the Yankees. Well, the only team that's been worse is the Red Sox. So at least that's the best positive. <laughs> he still would have found a way to say something. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, the Yankees use Kevin Durant maybe to play some uh, second base or maybe some uh, left field or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We, could, we should have Oswaldo Cabrera play every single position for us. It's oh, that kid's stuck. I love that kid, dude. When maybe we start Yankees. Maybe we start the Force Eat Those Yankees pod. Yeah, I know. We got to <laughs> eat those Yanks pod going too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I think, funny. I, think that, yeah. I think that's mainly it, though. Is there anything we missed? Well, the Donovan Mitchell thing. The Mitchell like is the NBA news. Like the Knicks offered Fournier. Uh, what's it called? Obi Toppin and five first for Donovan Mitchell. Like, that's interesting. I think that they said the Jazz declined it. I don't know what they're looking for in that kind of deal. I don't think they want Barrett because they would have extended him. I think they would have done it if Annual Quickly was involved. 
I keep seeing it. Quinton Grimes is like a, a main stickler in this trade. And if I'm the Knicks, if that's like the difference of getting me Donald Mitchell or not, yeah, I don't care how great the kid's upside is. I think at best he's a rotation player. Like I just do that. Like I don't I don't know why this is holding up the deal. I keep seeing Quentin then, Grimes' name. Even then, if the Knicks do that deal to get Donovan Mitchell and they say they say Quentin Grimes is the last piece, literally Quentin Grimes' ceiling, absolute ceiling is likely what Donovan Mitchell is right now. <laughs> I don't even think it's that high, to be honest. No, that's I'm what I'm saying. I'm like, dude, like, I don't think there's any world where Quentin Grimes is ever better than Donovan Mitchell is right now. Hey, think about it. The picks are like the picks. It's whatever. It's like you have to get picks to get a star. Toppin at best is like, I think, also a rotation player. Like, and you well, yeah, and Toppin, is also, Toppin also came into the league at like 29 years old. <laughs> I know. It's like... Like you're I'm, I'm exaggerating. Salary match. It's like, come on. Yeah, and like I'm exaggerating, obviously, but like Topping came into the league at I believe 24 years old because I remember it being a talking point that when he was drafted and the Nets had Jared Allen, the Nets had Jared Allen on their roster. The Knicks drafted Obi Toppin top 10, and Obi Toppin was already older than Jared Allen, and yeah, Jared was-, was in the league for four years at that point. I don't know what the hell that, 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 that he's an old player. I know he's a four-year guy at uh, Dayton. But. Yeah, he's a four-year guy at Dayton and still ended up being a top-ten pick. And, I, I mean, I don't blame the Knicks for drafting him whatsoever because he showed a ton of upside. But it's just like when you draft a guy that old, it's like – kind of develop fast. Yeah, it's like they're not going to develop at the rate you would like them to or reach that much of a higher ceiling that you would like them to. But I think the yeah, Knicks absolutely should pull a trigger on that deal because if you get Donovan Mitchell, that gets you in playoff contention yearly. And then those picks aren't lottery picks. So you're not getting the best players that you could with those picks anyway. I think that makes them at least a top six team in the East at worst. And I guess you mean like a top four, like a best case scenario. I don't think they're, they're, not, they're not upper class of the East, but like they could fight like for like the like home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Like yeah. I definitely see it. Absolutely, because if you do that, if you do that deal as as the Knicks organization, and you don't have to give up Emmanuel quickly, if you're giving up Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, and five firsts, then you still have uh, Emmanuel quickly. You add Donovan Mitchell. You still have RJ Barrett. You still have Julius Randle. You sign Mitchell Robinson, Jalen Brunson. You still have yes, and you have Jalen Brunson. I completely forgot about him. So Emmanuel quickly is your sixth man. Like I'm sure like two rows or someone would go in a deal because I don't think they want that many point guards. But probably, yeah, probably. Yes. D Rose could be another salary filler in there, and then he would likely get bought out and sent and get to choose his own team. Not saying it's funny, he got, he got waved by the Jazz before actually when the Cavs traded him that one year and LeBron like fire sailed the whole team. I remember <laughs> Rose got sent to the Jazz and bought out immediately. It'd be funny if that happened twice. That might happen twice. It would be interesting though. Yeah, I think Rose might uh, be they would like to keep around though in a deal like that. They might want to find a way to maneuver something. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I also saw a friend that that he has been really good for them the last few years. Yeah, I agree. I saw that uh, Katie, Kyrie, and Levert and some other guys in the NBA yes, were all. Yes, that's another big work. thing. So he there was an open run. It was Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were both there. Karis Levert was there. Trey Young was there. And who was the last one? I think DeJounte Murray, I think. <sighs> I don't think it was DeJounte. Not Maybe on. not. I might be wrong. I might be wrong on that. I remember uh, a lot of those guys at the Seattle Pro Am. No, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yes, yes. Dejounte was at the Seattle Pro Am along with uh, at the cross. It was the cross. It was LeBron. It was it was uh, Dejounte. It was uh, Tatum. Vincero. 
Yeah, Bancaro, but then that, that game never even really got off the ground. So Second quarter, was a condensation on the court and the game ended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the last, the last thing we do have to address. Um, the Nets are showing interest in Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that came out a couple days ago. I believe that might have been Saturday that came out. But um, I think Carmelo would be a good signing for the Nets. Add a little front court depth. I mean, it's not like we don't have it already, but we still have like six open roster spots, supposedly. Um, well, like one main one, but then there's like the exhibit tens and the and the two ways and stuff like that. Um, I don't know the center though. I don't know if they get mellow. They're not to move someone else. I don't know what they're going to do. So there's no way they can bring this roster with just Claxton and Sharp as their big guys. I know they may play Simmons as like a small ball five, but I definitely need. I want a spacing center. I think most people can see that as a glaring need in this roster right now. But so. I think they could also be under uh, operating under the assumption that if you sign Carmelo Anthony, um, you could you could run Simmons in small ball five lineups along with Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant, uh, Joe Harris, and Kyrie Irving. And then you don't really need other any any more spacing other than that. I mean, that's the most spacing you could probably find around Ben Simmons. Still need another traditional five, in my opinion. I don't think Sharp is ready to be like a backup center. I mean, that's oh, yeah. uh, that's how I see it. I think they somehow had the maneuver. I don't know if they try to move someone, like a guard. I don't know. I can see that. It's honestly nothing really matters in that front unless KD's back. Because yeah. I don't see them signing Melo unless KD's back. Yeah, exactly. That's what a lot of people were saying, though. If we signed Carmelo, that basically would would uh, make it a foregone conclusion that they're going to run it back. Because I don't think Carmelo would sign without knowing that Kevin Durant would be here. Yeah, and I think um, like I think there's definitely be a signing to he's like Katie and Kyrie, so they're both friends with him, and it's come out rumors before they like him. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I can see Melo waiting out between like this Mitchell trade and this like Durant trade to see where he wants to go. I think he's either way he wants to play in New York to watch his son in high school. So like either the net, then if the Knicks get Mitchell, I think he, no matter what he's going to the Knicks. But then if it, the Nets keep KD and the Knicks aren't like getting Mitchell, then I can see like the reverse. Yeah, but I think either way, I think Melo has one final year in New York City. I think he wants that. I think he does too. I think last year he tried to get angry with his boy Braun, but it didn't really work out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to cover it, though, And Anything else? I think that's everything. We did pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. So thank you guys for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Joe and Anthony. Everybody go to Cody's Twitter and call him a bum for not being on the pod this week. Uh, that is at Real Cody Mallory. Uh, but everybody will see you next week, hoping for some more positive Nets news.